Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. Purpose peeps, we're back with another episode of the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith. Welcome to the family if you're just tuning in. This month on the podcast, we've been talking about identity, which is one of my favorite topics. During week one, we discussed the importance of knowing who God is if you want to know who you're created to be. Last week, we discussed how identity precedes activity, and today we're going to talk about playing your part within the body of Christ, which boils down to operating your gifts and is only accomplished when you are willing to lay down your plans for your life and to take up God's instead. This is a topic that really hits home for me. And if you've been a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community for a while, then you know that this is literally my testimony. I got pregnant earlier in my life than I was expecting. Now I'm this, the mother of two boys, which is crazy. My son, Jaden, is actually going to be two years old this week. And so I just thought God was so timely in the publication of this episode. And I'm grateful that he's able to speak through me and just allow me to share what happens when you do obey him because there are so many benefits where and and I can't say that I've seen all the physical benefits from those things but I can say spiritually that I have grown so much so I'm excited to share more of my story if you have not heard my story um, but before I do that we're going to talk about Mary our scripture for the day is actually going to come out of first Corinthians 12 12 through 18. So if you're following along in your Bible, go ahead and open that up. And while you do that, I'm going to pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, Lord. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your peace. Thank you for continuing to operate within us so we can become who you've predestined for us to be. Lord God, I pray for everyone who's listening this morning. God, I just pray that you would watch over them, Lord. I pray that you would be everything that they need. I pray that you would speak uniquely and specifically into their life situations, Lord God, uh, as they are listening. And Lord, I just pray that by the end of this episode, Lord, that they will take whatever action is necessary, that they would feel like they have spent time with you, Lord God, and have heard directly from you about what it is that you want them to do next. So Lord, we just thank you and praise you for all that you're going to do it's in Jesus name I pray amen 
All right, y'all. So I said 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 18 is what we're going to read. So it says, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greek, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. Now, y'all know me. I always have to open up with a story. So I was changing my son, Jaden's diaper one day when I wondered to myself what the outcome would have been if the angel Gabriel approached Mary and he told her that she had been chosen to give birth to Jesus. And then she, in turn, told him, "Ah, that's nice, but I have other plans. These plans don't really include being a mother at such a young age. And I'm going to actually go out and prophesy to the nations instead. And I know that if you are listening to that, that sounds silly. But if she were to do that, she'd be no different than you or me. Because so many times we receive a calling from God and we say, oh, God, no, you can't use me in that way. Or, "Okay, you can use me in that way, but give me a few weeks. Or, God, you know what? No, this just doesn't work for me. I have plans and these don't align with my timing. And I don't have to talk about your situation. I can talk about me. So I said that I got pregnant in my life way earlier than I was expecting. I had plans to start a family when I was 30. I got married actually at the age of 25, I believe. 26, yes, 25. And I was really excited about me and my husband being able to have three years to just be that cute Instagram couple that you see where we travel all over the country and be hashtag goals and everything. And as a surprise to me, we got married and six months after we got married, God told me to get off birth control, which I had been on previously. I was actually a virgin when my husband and I got married, but I was on birth control already because of a dermatologist recommending it for me. So I was living in New Orleans at the time and I had really bad acne. And so she was like, oh, this will help with your acne. Great, perfect. Then when I got married, I said, okay, well, two birds, one stone. I don't really want to get pregnant right now. So this works for me. And when God told me to get off birth control, it rocked my world, truly. I thought that God had to be kidding me. I was like, no, Lord, there is no way you've got to be kidding me. But I'm so grateful that I surrendered to his will because it really has been a blessing that now here we are two years after I had my son, Jaden, as I said earlier, he is going to be two this week. And I feel like I've grown so much in Christ because of trusting what it is that he placed on the inside of me. And by Mary being obedient in this way, she actually changed all of history. I sit here thinking about the fact that if she had been like we are and she had thought everything was up for negotiation and she had said, oh, God, this doesn't really work for me, then we don't get to have Jesus as our savior. 
that is a huge thing. And y'all may say, okay, well, my calling isn't that deep, but I said it before, you don't know who's on the other side of your obedience. You don't know who needs that ministry, that book, that anything. You don't know who needs that baby. You don't know who needs you to move to a new city because you're somebody that they need to meet or you're the mother of somebody that they need to meet. All of these pieces work together for a bigger story. Now, if you're struggling to understand what that story is, then you can look to Mary's story for a lot of guidance. When we look at her story, we see three major keys when it comes to playing your part in God's bigger story. First, if you don't know what God's doing, you can seek to understand. Second, if you don't know what God's doing, you have to still submit to his hand. And third, if you don't know what God's doing, just celebrate in advance. So to give you some context, I'm actually going to read Mary's calling and it comes out of Luke chapter one. And it starts in verse 26. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, rejoice, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting it could be. Then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give give birth to a son and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Now this is the part where identity comes in. Verse 34, it says, Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I have not been intimate with a man? And the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless, for nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary says in verse 38, I am the Lord's slave, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. So remember the three points we see in this are that if we are going to be who God has called us to be, and we're going to play our proper role within the body, first, we have to seek to understand. Second, we have to submit to God's hand. And third, we have to celebrate in advance. So first we have to seek to understand when Gabriel said, you're going to be the mother of Jesus. Mary's question was, how will this be since I am a virgin? Now with me, I may not be called to have a baby miraculously, right? But I share that God did call me to get pregnant earlier than I was expecting. And I prayed this prayer. I was, I asked God, I said, is this really what you have for me? And I asked him about timing and I asked him who it would affect if I didn't listen to what he was telling me. And the reason why I had to ask those questions is because I thought to myself, God, if this is really what you want for me, then you have to give me some instruction because you are calling me to do something that is way bigger than me. And I remember even when I was feeling afraid because I did ask God these questions and is this what you have for me? Is this the right timing? I was still guided by that peace that, 
okay, no, I don't, I don't know what's on the other side of it, but I know this is what God has for me because even when I was battling with my flesh and saying, oh, this isn't a part of my plan, my spirit was just full of rest where I thought, okay, not sure what God's going to do through this, but if this is the part of the body that I'm supposed to play, then I'm going to do it. I've shared before with y'all something that Cornelius Lindsay said a while back at Pinky Promise. He said, you never know who's on the other side of your obedience. And so it's okay if you're being called to a particular place in ministry that you feel like you don't understand. You just have to be willing to ask God for that wisdom. And then the second part is submit to his hand. So Luke 138 says, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Once God has given you the insight that you seek, you must choose to be a doer of the word and not, as James 1.22 says, a hearer only. Now, I know for me, this was an immediate application because I was due that particular week to go and get more birth control pills. I needed some more by like that Friday, I think, and... So when God told me on a Wednesday not to get on birth control, it was do or die. It wasn't a, okay, well, let me mull it over for a little bit. Let me think. I had to respond and I had to respond immediately. And I remember crying on the floor and just talking to God and saying, God, I really don't want this right now. This is not what I had planned for me. But I prayed the same prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. I said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And that's what Mary did in this story. She says, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Even for her to say, may it be done to me, it showed that she knew it wasn't going to be her doing. She knew that she wasn't going to be able to take credit for what was going to be birthed through this pregnancy. And even when I think about that, thinking about the larger scale of life, I think of how often we try to take credit for what it is that God is birthing, that he has given us this vision for a business or a ministry or even for a baby. And we think, okay, God, this is going to happen and it's going to happen in my timing. And it's just, that's just not how it is. It's not because you're doing something wrong necessarily. Sometimes he's just like, I need to get you in a position where you know that this has come from me, where you're a virgin in this area, right? And everyone's going to say, how can this be? And you're going to be able to answer them with that verse in Luke 137, which says, for nothing will be impossible with God. That's going to be your testimony. And so when you are submitting to God's hand and you're saying, God, use me the way that you want to use me. I don't really see myself as an eye, but you think you've called me to be an eye or I don't really see myself as a foot, but you've called me to be a foot. So I'm going to be the best foot that I can be. You really open yourself up to witness God do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that you could ask or think. So just a brief recap for our points for this week. If you're going to play your part within the body of Christ, first, you have to seek to understand. Second, you have to submit to God's hand. And then third, you must be willing to celebrate in advance. And that comes from Luke 
1 verse 46 through 48, which we haven't read yet. And I'm going to read it right now. And it says, and Mary said, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his slave. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. Now, I feel like when Mary said this, she exemplified extreme faith because nothing she said was based on something that she could see. Instead, she was just doing what she said before. She said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. She was saying, God, use me. Now, I think when you celebrate what God is doing, even when it's not in alignment with what you can see, you position yourself to witness him to do some incredible things. And I know that that's the same for me. I didn't know when I got pregnant back in 2017 that it would lead to my second book, Walking on Water, a 21 day devotional on faith. All I knew is that I was doing something really scary. And now it's such a blessing to see how God is using my testimony to push others to do bold and scary things. So if you look at these steps, y'all, if you look at seeking to understand, submitting to God's hand and celebrating in advance, none of these things include comparison. Nowhere in scripture, when it comes to the life of Mary and Jesus, do you see Mary saying, well, why did you choose me? Why didn't you choose that other girl down the street? And again, that may sound silly, but there's a scripture in Romans that reads, but who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? God wouldn't have put this scripture in in the text if he knew that this isn't me and you. If he knew that we wouldn't ask him, God, why do you want to use me in this way? Why is this the part that I'm supposed to play for you? If God is calling you to do something, he's going to equip you with all the tools, the resources, and everything necessary to do the, the good work that you need to do. I shared on a Bible study the other week how with this podcast, I started out with just my phone and I would record in my bathroom or I would record in my car, wherever I could get some quiet because we had a new baby. And when the time came for me to do more with this, God gave me a Yeti mic to be able to record the podcast. And he had my dad teach me about GarageBand. And so even if you feel like you're starting with little, little is much in the master's hands. And as long as you show that you can be faithful with what you've given, he will, he will multiply it y'all. Trust me. But in that same vein, if you're not operating in your gift, if you're not operating in your calling, if you're not playing your unique part within the body, then sometimes you won't receive favor when you feel like you should receive favor because God is trying to get you to go where it is that you're supposed to be. So you may feel like, oh, man, I have all the skill set. I have all of the qualifications. I have all of the notoriety, but this is still not working for me. You have to ask yourself at that point, okay, going back to seeking to understand, God, is this where you want me to be? Or you may have started out having a lot of success and then it dries up suddenly. God, is this still for me? Do you still want me to write books? Do you still want me to work in the finance industry? Do you still want me to do this particular project with engineering? Ask him and he will tell you where it is that he needs you to be. Because if he created you, he wants to make sure that you're 
operating at your full potential, but not beyond your capacity. Y'all already know from the Sabbath and self-care series, I know what it's like to be sat down by God when he is trying to get you to stop doing something. And so I pray that you will just listen to me, that you will yield to God's hand, that you will seek to understand if you need understanding, and then you will celebrate in advance what he wants to do through you and your unique ministry. So that's it for today's lesson, y'all. It's short, sweet, and to the point. If you're going to operate in your unique part in the body of Christ, if you're going to flourish in your gifts, then you have to seek to understand, you have to submit to God's hand, and then you have to celebrate in advance. So I want to share our verse of the week and our song of the week. And I have a closing story because again, y'all know me in stories. And then I have a call to action that I hope you'll take advantage of today. So first, the verse of the week. It's Romans 9, 20 through 21, and it reads, but who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? And then the song of the week is So Will I by Cross Worship. So the original song is not by them, but they do an awesome cover on YouTube, and I hope that you will listen to it. And I think that it's a really good song for this topic because it just talks about doing what it is that we've been created to do. It talks about if the if the stars were made to worship, then so will I. And so everything that we do in life is ultimately about bringing glory and honor to our king. And if we have to get over ourselves in the process and surrender our plans, then so be it. Because he's trying to do something we'd have to see to believe. Now, this ties into the closing story. So I went to see the movie Aladdin last week. And in that movie, if y'all have seen Aladdin, you know that it opens up with the princess Jasmine and she's in the village just trying to get close to her people and get to see how the, the other half lives. And I saw her and I identified so much with her because I'm going to be honest with y'all last week, those last few days of last week, I just had a moment like I was battling spiritually where I was just saying, God, why do you have me doing any of the things that I'm doing? Like, you know, I'm trying to be faithful. I'm, I'm trying to put one foot in front of the other. I'm trying to set a good example for my family. I'm trying to X, Y, and Z. And it just doesn't seem like I'm producing any fruit from any of this. So I'm just going to stop. Like I'm going to do what I want to do. And I had a day where I doing what I want to do for me looked like sitting on the couch and eating and watching TV. And so I did that. I think it was Friday. Maybe I read my Bible that morning, but just kind of grazed over it. It wasn't really doing anything in depth. And God was showing me, he said, okay, you want to go live how the other half lived? That's fine. So bring it back to the Jasmine analogy, she's hanging out with Aladdin and seeing how the other half lives. And then spoiler alert, sorry if you, you I mean, y'all should know the story of Aladdin though. So sorry, not sorry. Um, then a ship comes in and she sees it and she's like, oh, I have to go. And, and then Aladdin says, oh, well, it's probably just another guy coming in to court the princess and she's like yeah I know I I have to go and get the princess ready because she acts like she's not the princess and so when I saw that something that stuck out to me is that when you are 
called and you are chosen and you are royalty, even if you have a time where you decide you're going to go hang out with the commoners and live how the other half lives, you're going to have to fall back in line eventually because there are royal duties that you have to fulfill and they're only going to get accomplished if you fall in line with what you've predestined to do, you, what you've been predestined to do previously. And so God was telling me, he said, boo, you can't act out, quote unquote, which like I said, acting out for me just looked like watching more TV than I normally do and eating popcorn and peanuts. He said, you can act out, that's fine, but you still have royal duties. You have this whole podcast that you are publishing every week. You have two children who still need you, even if you decide you don't want to meal prep for groceries. You can say all these things, boo, that's cute, but you're going to have to fall in line eventually. And it honestly blessed me because it showed me like, it doesn't really matter if I'm trying not to be in the fold with God, he's always going to come back after me. And I don't know if you're listening to this and you feel like you have kind of gotten to a place where you're just out of sorts with God, or you've said, God, you know, I'm not really trying to do all that. I'm just going to go over here and be regular. That's fine. It is. But if you have been called to anything in the body of Christ, you can't just take off your hand, right? It's it's just like he said at the beginning in the scripture. He said, just because an eye says, because I'm not an ear, I'm not going to be a part of the body. It doesn't make it any less part of the body. So if you're also caught up in comparing yourself to other people and saying, well, Lord, I'm not going to do this until you make me like them. Just go ahead and fall back in line, sis, because he's not going to do what you say. You work for him. And I talked about that last week. God does not work for us. We work for him. And so our best bet is to stay in the middle of his will and do what it is that he's called us to do. So I did say that I had a call to action for you. I shared with you all that when I got pregnant with my son, I didn't know that God was going to use that experience to birth a book out of me. And he actually did. It's called Walking on Water, a 21 day devotion on faith. And I wrote it back in 2017 when Jaden was born. But this week I am truly releasing it into the world. Uh, if you have followed our journey for a while, then you know that I did a Kickstarter campaign to raise the money that we needed to publish the book. And I've been waiting to really promote the book because I wanted to make sure that those who helped me in the very beginning got their copies first, but I am sending the remaining of those copies this week. And so I am really excited to introduce this book to the community. And because you are a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, I want to give you a gift for listening to this podcast, for supporting me, for praying for me, for everything. So I want to give you a coupon code that you can use for a discount, a special discount on this book. And you can go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash shop, which will be in the show notes in order to take advantage of it. But all you need is coupon code FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, and you'll get a special price on the book. You can either use it on the instant download. So a digital version of the book. If you're just like, I can't wait, I need to read this now. I feel like God is calling me to do some scary things, or you can use it for the paperback and the hardback copies. Now for that paperback and the hardback copies, I'm actually pre-ordering those right now. So if you make your purchase today, you'll probably get it book in about two weeks, but that instant download is available right now as you are listening. So if you want to read more about how I trusted God with my fertility, if you want to read more about how to trust God in your own situation, if you feel like he's calling you to do something bold and scary, then I highly encourage you to read the book. I 
cannot explain just all the things that I felt, whether it was anger or sadness or despair throughout that pregnancy, because I really thought, okay, clearly God has forgotten about me because he knew this isn't what I wanted for me. But I can say fast forward two years later, Jaden is one of my biggest blessings. I was in his room with him last night, just crying and thanking God and saying, God, thank you so much for giving us what we need, even when it's not what we want in the moment. Thank you for being able to have this bird's eye view of everything and being able to say, okay, this may not feel good right now, but I promise you it's going to bless you in ways that you would not believe. So if you are, again, interested in getting that book, Walking on Water, 21 Day Devotional on Faith, and you get it for a special price, if you use coupon code FAITH, then all you have to do is go to blackgirlswithpurpose.org slash shop, and you can get your copy today. And a reminder that the hardback and the paperback version are for pre-order, but the instant download is available as you are listening. So you can go on there, you can type in coupon code FAITH, and you can be reading the book by this evening. But that is all for this week, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I am so excited about all the work that God is doing in this organization and through you too. And I hope that we'll be able to continue to stay connected as you leap out in faith and do what God has called you to do.